Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ampliverse Book Club. This month, we're closing out the year 2022 with a novel called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. McQuiston? I don't actually know. Okay, we'll go with we'll go with McQuiston. But we'll check their pronunciation later. Thank you. <laughs> um, and here is the lineup of today's book club uh, using uh, pull quotes from the reviews for the book. So first off, absorbing, hilarious, tender, sexy, Allie. Is it because of my red lipstick? Absolutely. A I little, put it on to channel red. Nora. I felt oh, like yeah, Nora yeah, yeah. would do a red lip. So I was like, yeah. A little red fair. goes a long way. <laughs> Uh, up next, romantic, sexy, witty, and thrilling Catherine. I don't know if those are the words I'd use to describe me, but I'll take it. I'll take a lot it. Of, a lot of sexy, which we'll talk about in the book. I mean, uh, it is quite sexy. <laughs> quite sexy. And finally, yours truly, fireworks in the sky, glitter in your hair, joyous royal romance. It's me, RJ. Hello. Okay, we are jumping right into it. We are talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Like we said last uh, last month, we chose a book talk selection, a book that has kind of gone viral on TikTok um, for many reasons, one of which is primarily because this movie, this book will be adapted into a movie, and they've kind of like used very Gen Z TikTok uh, marketing to kind of hype people up as they film. They announce the cast, blah, 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 blah. So it's very much in the zeitgeist. And so, you know, we are always on the pulse here uh, on the Ampliverse Book Club. We know all the latest trends. And so I think uh, it was befitting for us to read Red, White, and Royal Blue. And, you know, yeah, it's. It, I think it's a great choice. And we're going to jump right into it by asking the question, did we like this book? And I think gonna... Allie has earned <laughs> you think the Allie... right to start us off here. Allie is I about don't... to leap out of the screen because she wants <laughs> this... to talk about it. Listen, this was just like a very good coincidence for me. Did I suggest that we read a book talk book so that we could read this book? <laughs> the pieces are puzzling. Okay. They Maybe I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to think about when I suggested that versus when I actually read this. I have read this three times in the past month. Wow. I have zero chill about it. I love it so much. I feel like it was written specifically for me. And I'm I'm gonna be a lot today and I <laughs> I can't <laughs> I just, I'm here for it. Yeah. It's I don't know what uh, you know, I I feel like it's one of those things where it's like my hard work finally paid off. I got you guys to read this book. It's so rare that I get people to read books that I want them to read. And so this feels like I, I and I that is that is a real thing, especially now where there is so much like I God forbid a TV show or a movie. It's there's so many things available to us now that. Yeah, I would Take like to say, though, this is the second at least the second book that you have suggested that I have read as a part of this book club. That's thank right. you. So, thank you so second. much. That is the format. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we lift each other up. We do. And and you're right. That is the format because I have also I have had that feeling with this with the Stephen King and the Jurassic Park. That's big, true. Big grateful feelings that other people were reading books that I loved. So, yeah. So, I mean, anything outside of uh, 
you know, your forced manifestation on this book to us, Allie. <laughs> Anything else? Um, just, I just, just the general, like, what? Why do you love this book? Well, without getting into like too much and too deep. Um, so, Catherine, I don't know if you know this about me, but so I studied political science in college, and then um, I actually worked on. Um, professionally on a campaign in 2016 on three campaigns actually um for the indiana democratic party and so this was just like really special to my heart to to read this kind of like like fun it's like parks and recreation west wing just like all the idealism in the world everything that i want politics to be um tied up with just a really precious love story Mm -hmm. that is with a queer little bow yeah. Uh, with a queer little bow and I I just I love I'm also in my rom-com era I've been reading oh, a lot yeah. of romantic comedies but this one <laughs> far and away it I mean honestly so that's all I'll say for right now Amazing. I don't I don't want to filibuster <laughs> book club <laughs> the conversation <laughs> uh amazing Catherine how about you did you like this book I did like this book we'll start there so that Allie doesn't have a heart attack when I, I know, say the next yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> so I started the book and I was like, because <laughs> it, was, it was so, it has this, and it could be that it's not like a YA read type. Like I don't, it has this voice to it that I attribute to YA novels because every YA novel I've ever read has that voice. And I don't yeah. know if, I, yeah. I don't know how else to define that voice. And so like, I was like, I don't know it's about the, this. It's, it's, I describe like, there are five things that I hate about Callie McAllister at, at high school. And this is what it is. I literally it's could like not, that. I could not recreate it. I can't, but when I read it, I go, oh, there it is. That is that's it. There she is. It is, I think, technically classified. This is just a learning thing for you as a new adult, which is which is like basically it's it's like YA, but you say fuck and you can talk about people fucking. Okay. Okay. So it's like Mm. it's like YA, but plus it's YA plus. plus. Yeah. So so at first I did have that like initial reaction, but. I I did enjoy I enjoyed the story I enjoyed the content and by the time we were having positive queer conversations I I was very much into it you know right. it's still it's still not my favorite type of voice but I mean I gave it five stars it was definitely five stars of enjoyment yeah. you know regardless of that being not the voice of a of a novel that I typically would choose or like but I do like it and I would reread it. I told a friend I was reading it and they were like, oh, the gay one? Like, it was pretty great. Um, But yeah, uh, for me, I really liked it. Um, I... I didn't read the notes. I'm so sorry, you guys. So this is getting ahead of... (laughs) No, you're totally good. The part that really got me was the way that Alex's mother reacted to the various coming out situations. Mm -hmm. I like, that was the first time I cried. I was Mm -hmm. like, I wish that this is what it was like for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So there was that. And then of course the bittersweet of God, what if this could have been the world? You know, you can't help, but yeah, can't help but like regret where we are so anyway i do love ali that you kind of gave us that little hint before we read like i needed it one. i'm really because i think we both i think we both did it of the of just what the idea hint of did like, i give you you gave the hint of like it kind of rests on like 
the what if, you know, okay. Hillary I've won. said so many things about this book, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> That's solid. Yeah, so I think giving us that, for me at least, on the reading experience, I was like, okay, I cannot. There was still a, a little bit of separation as I was getting through it because I was, I mean, like, as soon as I saw an email, I knew where this was going. So that was kind oh. of the idea, idea of, like, I have to... I need to see what they're saying, what they're relating to each other, but know that like something is going to come, you know, that that hits that will strike a chord uh, to what we all communally experienced from 2016 to 2020. Um, Yeah. Anything else, Catherine? Um, I mean, when I read the first email, I text. Well, and I was listening at the time I texted Haley and I was like, oh, no, something's going to happen. Like, (laughs) I was like oh no like immediately yeah Yeah. so there was that but yeah but i did really enjoy it five stars for sure totally totally deserving yes amazing i also liked it ali so there you go you can yay you can Uh, die happy you can die happy okay so i really liked this and i ali uh mirroring your experience it kind of came coincidentally along like just like what's going on and what i'm consuming at least in pop culture Right now, I am watching a lot of Korean drama. And Korean drama, especially on the ones on Netflix, are very, I mean, they are melodramatic. They are like romance stories. They like kind of, you know, the push and pull. And uh, the trope enemies to lovers kind of came as like something that I, I watched one. I, I like thought it was so delicious. And I just like sought out every other K drama that had like the enemies to lovers trope, and every single one has delivered for me. So when I was starting to read this book, literally in in amidst all of my watching, I was like, "Oh no, it's enemies to lovers! Oh no, I'm screwed." And I love that it's it's not it's enemies to friends to lovers. Absolutely, it's even better, and, I think. And that that pipeline. <laughs> Definitely. That is an important pipeline. <laughs> it has, well, I like, know, but I know. And that definitely, right. like, yeah, and I think that's, I mean, that's the beauty of, of changing the, the circumstances of the relationship. And so, obviously, loved it, especially loved it because it was a queer story. And then I just ended up kind of, like, really just relishing in that, in the relationship, like, finding their discoveries in the relationship I I agree with Catherine. I do like I also have that kind of like I don't know, maybe it's the like trauma of <laughs> like okay, this didn't happen to me. So, I'm going to be right. really skeptical uh, at certain parts, but I think like for for me at least, I had to kind of like keep being reminded that like I am I'm reading something and having to just be like I have to it's going to be a bigger hurdle for me trying to like not believe it rather than if I just jump in and say suspend disbelief I am just jumping into this jumping into this world and I ended up enjoying it once I kind of like made that um kind of like transition to not resist certain things but I I will say with all of those it is still way more believable I feel like like the what like what happens there the characters felt still so real everything that alex said and thought everything that henry said and thought and everyone around them were all like okay these are all justified i never got a sense of like why that person would never do that or this would never happen i'm like these are all still things that could still happen in real life 
it's just too pretty. It's too pretty a bow with the, the world that we live in. But but like you said, the the it is it is a friendly place to live temporarily. Um, but I I also I can't believe that I skipped um, that I loved the Star Wars references. Uh, I knew you oh, would. I knew you would. And I the, literally the hilarity to... of like that was what basically made Alex like, oh, you're a real person. I'm like, right. Like, I literally have never tell me the odds tattooed on my body. Like, literally tattooed on my body with a giant leg piece of other Star Wars things. Like, I really loved that one. And I also really loved when Alex is like, I'm the Han, you're the Leia. And Henry is like, I accept that in that you're a scruffy looking nerf herder. And I was like, <laughs> I laughed. I, I laughed and I smiled. I, it did bring me joy. It did bring I me need joy. to open my, I need to like, because I did, I, yeah, I, I was saying it in the group chat, but I saved a lot of quotes. Just I think because it is so, the, the it's so specific in how he talks and really almost like how, how queer people talk now of like laden with pop culture references growing up where you had nothing so you kind of just like stick to what you love on tv and movies and media and like henry does the same thing but on his version where it's like reading his classics and and i think it's just so fun to like use that as their way to relate to each other and there were so many versions of that that i loved loved. i loved the email quotes the quotes at the end of the emails that was that was Mm -hmm. that was adorable i I loved Mm -hmm. that loved that yeah Um, I think, so one thing that I will say about like the politics of it all is that, um, Casey McQuiston has said that they started writing this in 2016 Mm -hmm. and then when everything happened, they were like, oh, let's shelve this. Yeah. And then finally came back to it. And I think that for me, like one of the things about it is that when we're talking about like suspending disbelief, I think that there's this kind of like collective therapeutic need for stories like this where it's not to say that like you know nothing bad is ever going to happen but it like presupposes that bad bad things did happen like they still were right yeah absolutely happen (laughs) but just just the idea that the people in their lives were fundamentally good at heart and that yeah there's people in the world that are that way I think is yeah yes. and like that's clearly like such a reaction to I think the big adjustment that we all had from 2016 and its repercussions were like oh bad people can still win and I think like I think like we all thought that like we just all thought that we it all wasn't inherently yes we all inherently thought that like if we're you're a bad this. person yes exactly but then it's like oh no like people no. that are bad like you might know someone in your family that may have voted for him and that now is a bad person and now you're like oh, you know what how do i come you know you know like speaking of star wars it's like there's this thing like there's some quote somewhere that's like you know me reading watching star wars like how come every time this society frees itself it just gets enslaved back into these terrible empires and then and then um <laughs> yeah and i'm exactly. like yeah mm-hmm. yeah this. and so i think like that that's definitely evident in like what you were reading and it, it was a really nice kind of like way back into that feeling i guess um but i <laughs> to go back to like all of the things that I've been watching at the same time as this. So like I'm watching a lot of K drama and a lot of actually gay drama. And in a 
in a society that is a lot more conservative, at least like with just kind of like what you're able to show. Um, all of the shows that I watch, well, like if it's like 12 episodes or eight episodes, they're going to kiss on the sixth episode. Like, like that. And then reading this book where, <laughs> where I mean, zero like to 60, zero to 60. Uh, and I was kind of thinking back, like, okay, when I first watched love Simon, which was like another, you know, kind of gay I'm coming really out story. Devastating. Yes. Movie that was in the zeitgeist, maybe like two years ago, there was a movie. It was originally a book. But when I watched the movie, I was like, this feels like it's sanitizing the coming out story. Like there's no, there's an obvious sexual part of, of someone's like sexual awakening when they find out, oh, I am attracted to something, you know? And I kind of, I don't know. It was just really interesting to go back and forth of like the modesty of like the media that I was watching before of like, yeah, it's an eight episode show, but they take they hold hands on the fourth episode. They finally kiss on the sixth episode and then they finally have sex on like the finale, like the end credits after scene. Um, going into this where it's like fully like, all I am thinking about is X, Y, and Z. And, and there's like truth to all of those. And I, I think that's what I love most about having this book in existence is that you are you're not seeing perfect representations by any means of like and there's no clear path like there's no direct path of how someone can come out someone's sexual awakening is like and i i don't know i just really liked that it was like different and and unique at the same time i have a question for you Allie. so in the i think it was in the extra chapter that um Thank God. Mm. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to read the, the Henry chapter, the Henry chapter. There was some kind of comment about June and Nora. So are they uh, together or did I, I don't, I was think that it's just, just like... a, I think it's just a, a fun up in the air for the reader to make okay. their own assumptions. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad I didn't miss anything. I was like, did I miss no, something exciting? No, I think Do it's, I need to go I back? Think I think it's just there for readers to make their own assumptions okay. and okay decide what they want that's fair that's fair um i think like the main thing i i mean we'll, we'll talk about the ending but i really liked that it wasn't a sad ending and i'm oh, so happy i really thought i mean obviously as i was reading it i'm like okay there's obviously they're gonna try and make this work if they they've already kind of created this world that like you're discovering that like everyone around alex more specifically, I mean, it's told through his perspective more, but like you get more of a sense that like if something happens to Alex, like and this comes out, he will be okay. Like there might be repercussions to what that could mean for, you know, what his his mom is doing. But at the end of the day, he'll be okay. And um, so I was kind of leaning into like, okay, I think it'll be a happy ending. But I'm just so relieved because it really did it is there is something of like yes this relationship can't happen because of like monumental international scale and then it actually happens so it's like okay will you actually <laughs> the worst thing happened so will this actually come you know you'll still have a happy ending and i'm glad that it did so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think too with a lot of romantic comedies especially book books mm -hmm. there's like what they call a third act breakup where you're literally yes. like 90 percent of the way through the book and then they're and like they i like, don't think this can work this, yeah. and so i really appreciated i mean there was a little there but it wasn't like towards the end but like when you know henry the leaves ghosting. the lake house right yeah. like there was a, but that was only like halfway ish through the yeah. book and so 
And that's not to say, like, there was enough drama going on on its own that mm-hmm. I was really glad that there wasn't, there wasn't, a, like, do they love each other? Are they going to stay together? Yeah. I, I liked that it was, they, like, had the conversation and they were like, we don't know what it's going to look like, but we want to be together. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. I love that about Alex. Like, I kind of hated it at first. Not hated, but I was just like, okay, yeah, like, I get it. You're like, you know, the the son of the president you want to like rebel you and your sister kind of have your own ways of rebelling and this is your way of just kind of being very much headstrong but at the you know i was really appreciative that he kind of stuck to that to try and figure out you know after the lake house like how can they get back together um yeah yeah and i i um i think it's a very realistic conversation because mm-hmm. it wasn't like you said there was no question of do we care about each other that yeah. wasn't that wasn't that's there. not the question yeah. that's not the question the question is are we going to are we going to be okay if we do this yeah is is our our families and our country is going to be okay if we do this you know yeah and i think you know obviously that's that's um high stakes <laughs> um you know but but it is very symbolic of what a lot of queer people go through. Um, yeah. I know I've been through it where it's like, is my family going to disown me? You know? Yeah. So like I was like, I'm not coming out until I'm with the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life because I'm afraid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, um, Catherine, you mentioned Alex coming out to his mom, but I also really liked um, when he's with his dad and he his dad's like okay and he's like and alex is like oh i thought you would need a minute and oscar's like why would i and he says you know it's different when it's your own kid and oscar's like not for me it it isn't Mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah Yeah. let's talk about the coming outs because i've had very big reactions to the different comings out um (laughs) the different comings the different comings out that happened uh i i loved when alex came out to nora I really loved it. It was I very think, funny. And I it kind of immediately hooked me onto Nora as a character because like Same. there you we all have that friend who will just like straight shoot you. It's just but then it's like not even just straight shooting just to be like I want to cut the bullshit, but it was more of like I just thought it was obvious. Right. I, That's I, I thought we she, all knew. When she said the <laughs> probabilities, I died. I died when she was like, there is a 70 whatever percent chance. And then and a 100 percent chance. This is not hypothetical. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's just it's so good. And it like I think like if I was Alex in that position and even like his age, if that were to happen to me, I could think like if I was in that position, I would be, you know, hurt, offended, maybe a little bit, but mostly hurt. But now, like as a 30 year old, I'm like, that is so refreshing to be like knowing that that was all in my head you know what i mean like it was all either like make believe or like fake pressures that you've put in yourself but like stepping back seeing a third party look at how what's happening it's like oh i just i thought that that's what it because that's you're not seeing what you exude or you're not seeing how you put yourself out there so it's like i we've already all accepted it because that's how you naturally are it's not like you're changing anything that you're doing so i that's what i really loved about nora's coming out to coming up to nora and i think that's one of the things that i love so much about 
the characters and the relationships Mm -hmm. because you know like you were saying rj where it was like you know you would be like hurt if someone said that to you where like it just feels so true to the characters and to how they interact with each other and the way that it's written that alex is like this is what Nora does for me, you know, mm-hmm. like this is this is where I'm at and this is where she's meeting me. And I really liked the way that those relationships were were written. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's June's uh, coming out of already knowing what the hell's going on, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is even I mean, it's very it's very tight sibling relationship, mm-hmm. which is not an experience that I have. Um, but but it is it it made sense to me and I did enjoy it. Although um, there was more hurt there, I feel, yeah. you know, whereas Nora was like, Duh. you know, um, June was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I think it's the, it's the dynamic of like, because June relies so much on Alex. I think that it, I, mm-hmm. I don't think she was like, well, I, I rely so much on you. You should know that you can do the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's the sibling, like, you know, sibling relationship. Um, the other loved, coming out oh go ahead Allie I was just gonna say I, I just pulled this quote that when they're emailing back and forth and Alex says to Henry if all else fails just do what I did and act like a huge jackass until most of your family figures it out on their yes. own <laughs> yeah I know uh, the other one that like also in the same vein as Nora was when he reached out to Liam and Liam is such an interesting character. <laughs> I loved the Liam moment. That was and great. I, I really like Liam as a character because he Liam is a real person. And by so I when I mean weird. that, I'm like, I we have all had Liam's. You know, like there we've had people where maybe not necessarily like with this situation, but like they were we, you're in middle you, school and you're you, at your you, friend's house. Yes, and like and you're they're just you're just trying around. to you're just trying to figure things out with them and like yeah. almost like use them in order to kind of like figure stuff out about yourself but then have the excuse of like well we were just kids so like but you don't realize like the repercussions that that could have and I'm glad that Liam was here as a character to be like that sucked. That's kind of why I don't like talking to you anymore. But like, but being a, but him to have that kind of agency of like, I don't know what's going on, but my life is like this. So if that helps you in any way, go ahead. But that's it. (laughs) You know, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. And so I really, and then when it came full circle at the end, I think was also beautiful because I think even though that's the case at the end of the day, we all like, as a queer person, you know how how hard that is. And so by seeing kind of uh, Alex's experience, obviously, and like being outed publicly, it's like, okay, just so you know that I'm still on your side, even though, you know, <laughs> we're well, cool, the, we're fine. Right. Well, and the thing is that like, you know, obviously Liam wasn't like out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't like Alex was like exclusively using Liam. Yes. It was like, like you said, I mean, it is often an excuse like, oh, we were kids, like, you mm-hmm. know, that you can fall back on, but they were both exploring and figuring yeah. things out. You know, it's just that maybe Liam, I mean, we don't have all the answers to that. because yeah. We don't know everything about that relationship, but based on Liam's hurt, I would assume that he was a little more clear about yeah. at least later on the desires or intentions, you know? Yeah. But, um, but my favorite thing was when he was like, are we really doing this right now? I'm at lunch with my boyfriend. <laughs> no, literally that was and the I best was part. Like, <laughs> I, that's the thing. It's like, I don't look, I don't I can't be involved in your little sexual crisis 
Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm at lunch with my boyfriend. <laughs> I gotta go. Like, yeah. I was like, this is great. Also, the audiobook, the accents. Mm. Because Liam had a thick Texas accent. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are we really doing this? Amazing. <laughs> I'm at lunch with my boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It was excellent. Anyway. Can I also, I, I'm curious to know when you started reading this, mm-hmm. because first of all, I went into this with no expectations. I knew that it was supposed to be like the first son of the United States in the Prince of England falling in love. Did you go into it assuming that Alex knew he was gay or bisexual? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And when he, when he was having the thoughts of like, oh, I might not be all hetero. I literally hit the sub and be like. I was like, like, yeah, I was like, how, how, how are you sitting in every chair you sit down in? Yeah. Like I, when I, when he was talking (laughs) about hooking up with the girls, like that early in the book, Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Like already it's just, I don't know. It was something about the voice of the character in my opinion. Literally the voice, the references, everything, the small snide whatever i literally was like i just assumed i i actually thought alex was already gay and that okay. that was a thing I'm, of like i'm glad he's it... the, he the gay son of the first female president okay. that's just the thing <laughs> yep. so that was kind of shocking and i think that still goes back to that original thing of like sometimes people just don't know obviously that's why you need the noras the liams and you know whoever but then also like not everyone has that journey to the self-discovery so it was refreshing to kind of get Liam as a character from being like I I already did this I can't I can't do this with you but good luck like (laughs) honestly it's gonna be amazing you just have to get through it but please (laughs) leave me alone what What? yeah I did I did really love though that like throughout the book Alex continues to be like oh I'm bisexual like when um when he's out um when they're at the karaoke bar and he says bisexuality is truly Mm -hmm. a rich and complex tapestry yes (laughs) like i'm attracted to men i'm attracted to women like i liked that that like that representation was still there and it wasn't just like you know yeah i agree no bi erasure yes no bi erasure no bi now gay later i think like by bi having him uh just be very steadfast on that of like making the connection of like yo yes this this is literally who i am that that was not a question for me after that um Mm -hmm. and it was really refreshing to see that kind of like develop right um okay i want to jump into the snow globe that is the claremont diaz uh America <laughs> because I, when I, I read where this, we live when I read this book I did not expect the thing to really hook me was the world building of a fantasy world where a female president uh a female president who is not only divorced uh but also is like you know like Texas. has has mixed children I was yes. like this is this is so and it was so specific in a way that like it got so deep into like, what would a Texan Democrat look like? A, what would a Texan woman Democrat look like running for office? Like given the, like, yeah, that West Wing treatment, the Jimmy Smith's treatment of like, if this person is someone that we want to push as a future president, world leader, 
what would that look like? I'd vote for her. And then like Same. building this, building the cabinet, building the team around her, building the White House specifically for her. I was like, I, this is so realistic and like so genuine that I believe this and now I'm mad. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. That was the bittersweet of it. There's like, mm-hmm. there were two, there were two moments towards the end of the book. And I texted you guys one of them where it was like, um, there are, there are young girls alive today who have never known what it's like to have a white man for a president. Mm-hmm. And I like that, that one, that one full that flow got of tears. That got me gal. <laughs> Cause it's like, oh God, like who know, who knows when that'll happen again? Who knows? Yeah. And then the other time I, I don't I, I took a screenshot of it, but I don't have my phone. Um, but it was towards the end. It was I think it was after they knew that she spoiler alert. Give it a pause after they knew that she won. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like maybe her announcement or something. It was something about like it was something about like in 2016, you showed us that yeah. blah, blah, blah. Her, I yeah, can't remember exactly speech. what it was. Yeah. And I was like. This is the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. I this is horrible. Yeah. Reality is garbage. I hate it. <laughs> real life. I hate real life. I yeah. I think one of the things that also really resonated with me. Um, there's a scene when um, Alex is still working on the campaign, and he gets into an argument with his coworker Waspy Hunter mm-hmm. um, about like not giving up on Texas and as a as a blue person in a deeply red state um I I I think it's that kind of idealism and I I, and I think it's like a really important conversation that needs to be had about Mm -hmm. like these people who feel forgotten in these states that like they you know they want to be spoken to as well like you can't just forget about them and you can't just yeah. Yeah. Like you can't just give up on them just because you think that's like, and and also recognizing that like we've created. I'm using the royal we. Yeah. We've created these these systems that have like so deeply entrenched like certain parties in certain mm-hmm. parts. When it's like that's that's just not what the voice of the people is. And so, I think that conversation that he had, um, and just and like when it all came down to Texas and having Texas turn blue and just that idea of like, you know, thing, things can change and are changing. And um, we, do, again, it's just that like, just bright eyed idealism that is so important. That a lot of us have lost. Yeah. It's been, yeah. cause it's yeah. been tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. It's to been a shitty, yeah. it's been a shitty, how many years? Eight. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. been a shitty while. It has been a shitty while, and I feel like it all <laughs> just came to a head in 2020. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel uh-huh. like it was it was building. It was building. Don't get me wrong, but the pandemic just broke. It just broke yeah. us. You know, um, it broke me. I won't speak for everyone. Yeah, but. and I think too, like it's funny because Ali, we've had this conversation before of like, yeah, like when when you know democrats leave red states like is that is that actually any better or worse like yes Mm -hmm. it is hard to live there yes absolutely and you will find like a a stronger community when you move to like a bluer city or a bluer state but then it's like what does what impact does that leave for for you know democrats that still live in in primarily red places and like how can you how can you create 
how can you create the change if you're not there you know Yeah. yeah and I think that kind of complicated relationship with where you're from that came up again and again what he yeah. you know he kept saying like Texas made me you know yes. and it's one of those oh, things where where you're like really emotional I, I know no RJ me too where you're like this is what made me and Ooh, like I can't yeah. I can't leave that behind even if I feel a certain type of way about it it's like I love myself and I'm be- who I am because of where I came from you know mm-hmm. I just no. feeling a lot of things right now <laughs> and that's the thing that i came in for a hot sexy rom-com okay <laughs> i love oh, you did get that and i did I mean, you got it. it was you there got you know <laughs> as someone who loves the crown Catherine, as people yes. who love the crown yes. and we yes. love saucy whatever i did not expect the like yeah the the like uh political the, idealism the political idealism and also just like the identity the how proud Alex was of his identity and I wrote this on a note because we're gonna discuss about like you know our qualms for the movie adaptation and I don't know much about it but if they for if they even whitewash just a little bit of Alex and Oscar it I am I am gonna be so mad (laughs) because that the idea of it that is absolutely part of him the presidency like just that idea of the you know that the texas made sentiment is so strong that i'm like that's it's so beautiful and i think like that's what people forget sometimes about america is that and now i sound like an idiot like a crazy person like that's what's great about america but it is you know that is real that you can find either a spot for yourself you can find something for yourself and and the the liberties that we have can create like a an amazing person like Alex and his family. Well, I can tell you the actor playing Alex is of Middle Eastern and Mexican descent. Okay, great. And he grew up, he grew up not one hour away from me. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Our reactions, both of us. Oh, (laughs) which I mean, that's great. Cause then if like, so they're like Indiana or Midwest, Mm-hmm. Okay, so then just that that same Indiana. sentiments too of like, you know, kind of growing up in a different race and in a place where it's it could be pre- predominantly white, you know. And you know, you know who's playing Ellen Claremont? Uma Thurman. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I that is not how I pictured her. I pictured her. Who yeah. Who it? did you picture? <laughs> Hold on. There is a distinctive actress, but I don't know where, like I'm picturing, I'm sure she's like some random extra in Law & Order SVU. Like she's like kind of a stocky woman. She's got long blonde, like not long, shoulder length, straight blonde hair and a deep, a deep Southern accent. Like just kind of, that's, that's what I pictured. But I pictured like a, I pictured like a Sigourney Weaver type. Oh, okay. Well. Just because that's what's you know I think or no Commander in Chief was um, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. I pictured like a Gina Davis. I I don't know necessarily that this is who I pictured, but the voice in my head, Catherine, did you watch Parks and Recreation? I have seen episodes. I did not watch it. Okay. Like there's a character by the name of Jessica Wicks. And she she's the one who was in she's Nick Newport's wife, his like trophy wife. Yeah. Who works with Ben at the foundation. 
and she has she has like a very southern accent and she like when she's like come on sugar butt like that was yeah. the voice every time that I Ellen Claremont spoke I was like it, it was very great like I love I think the the writing of the voices of all the characters have been so, uh, were uh, uh, truly amazing like I immediately heard all of them you know and I and I think that especially with like millennial speak or whatever, mm-hmm. it can be so cringy. Yeah. And I especially in text messages, I feel like I a lot of times authors like totally weight them down with like a million yeah. emojis. Yeah. And I I felt like like it was the perfect balance where yes. it like it was utilized very well, not too much. You know, you kind of got into the flow of how they were, how Henry and Alex were communicating with each other without being like totally bogged down. Yeah, there's that idea of like, yes, I know this is cringy, but it's the truth. Um, um, and I love that they kind of just like leapt into it. See, that was the worst part of the audiobook for sure. Oh, yeah. Reading that makes that's sense. True. the that's emails. True. Reading sense. the emails oh. from and like every like yeah. Prince, Prince yeah. dickhead poop emoji. Like yes. every yes. Like, Okay, I, I will say I did I did pre- I think that I would feel the same way of like I wouldn't want to hear that. Spell it out. print. Seeing it in a print as it was very that was, very nice. Yeah. Cuz I got it from the library because that is what I always try to do. Yeah. Buy the audiobook on on my Libby app from uh, the library and I like mm, I was driving a lot when I was listening to it so I was like I don't have a lot of choices mm-hmm. um but as soon as I was not driving I was like can I get this on ebook from the library <laughs> <laughs> and so when it would get to those parts I would I would read it and I would read the rest of that chapter so that I could mm-hmm. easily skip to that in the audiobook so nice but yeah because I was like I'm done with this done <laughs> done <laughs> um it would behoove me if we don't talk about just the rest of the characters and if you if anyone has any like specific shout outs that they want to talk because I think I think we all agree that like the characterizations and the how lived in everyone is is probably one of the best parts about the this, this story and I I just want to throw out I've already talked about Nora um I was not expecting Catherine um to to kind of deus ex Catherine at the end there um because there was a moment where i was as i was reading it i was like do i actually care is this believable what's going on here but then at the end of the day i was like in that world in the in the you know in i can't think of the monarchy in the monarchy obviously respect and and honor and all of that goes a long way so i think just by having someone older someone more revered even though like she may not have been you know totally active in henry's life but that is someone that can stand up and use their voice to to say what they need to say and and to protect henry i was like okay i think i do like that especially because i knowing that that is that is important like imagine yeah like imagine if if you know, if Charles were to ever say, no, let's Harry and Megan are fine. Like right. that would go a long way, you know? Right. I also love how the queen fully tried to be like, he's just your roommate, right? Like, you know, I mean, like, that is classic. I mean, that's literally how I feel like yeah. old, our older generations kind yes. of deal with it, you know, because oh, those are, those are lines that I've heard. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So been there. Um, I loved B. Yes. Henry's yeah. sister. 
Yeah. I got like a real like flea bag uh feeling from her. Helena you know Bonham what I Carter. mean? Helena yeah. Bonham Carter was the picture. I that also I Okay. Yes. Her her little monologue to Alex about yes. when she's like, I'm gonna go all sponsory on you, mm-hmm. just that whole thing. That intro is great. When I read that, I was like, Oh my god, that is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Do you um, know do you know what we're talking about, Catherine? No, I don't remember. When um, after the emails are leaked and Alex goes to Kensington and Henry's asleep and they're talking and she's like, you know, picture all of your emotions. Yes. When she's explaining why Henry is the way that he is. Yes. Yes. I remember that now. Yes. Yes. I mean, we feel like we've not talked about Henry at all. We've really we haven't talked about any of the gay sex. Like, I'm really impressed I mean, with us. We did a the, good job. You I know. I, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to be said about the gay sex. Because I'm I like, mean, we... There's a lot of it. There's, <laughs> there's a lot, lot to be it, said about it, RJ. Fully understandable. It, I would totally get it. Uh, and every every thought and intrusive thought that Alex had, I was like, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's um, just, a, just a quick note on the gay sex before we uh, wrap things up here. I fully, after their first sexual experience, I texted Haley and I was like, I know you're not reading this book, so I know this means nothing to you, but I really wanted to know who was the bottom. And I'm very disappointed that I didn't find that out. And then later I texted her. I was like, what? I found it out. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah you kind of have to. Because yeah. it was no, after the first one. I yes. was like, really? Yeah. You know, man, Come on. What's going now. on? Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, to me, it made sense, I think. Oh, it did. For sure. I was Absolutely. like, I should have known. Listeners. Listen, uh... Listeners. <laughs> we're not going to up a not... poll. Yes. We'll take, yes, we'll take a survey. But <laughs> let me just say, if you, if you ride a horse. <laughs> um, Alex sweating while watching Henry play polo. <laughs> oh my God. The polo. The polo. Oh God. After the polo. In the uh, tack room. Uh, just yeah, the sport? <laughs> All of it. The polo thighs. The polo thighs. <laughs> and I just love that that like, be- and it's that idea of like, you know, when you have a crush on someone and you don't know yet that it's a crush, you just are like obsessed with that person for some yes. reason. And that was oh, like the God. thing for him where it's like, Every God, crush he's I had so, for many years. he's so annoying. Look at how how muscly his body is when he rides a horse god that's so that's stupid, so stupid. What a stuck up and then literally like all of that coming out during their like their trysts of like oh this is why i kept thinking about that because i want it in my mouth i was like the, the <laughs> teen the teen magazine Brother i know that's so... his hair on a teen magazine i know like... which is so funny because that's literally what i did with my sister's cosmopolitan <laughs> magazines growing up i literally would when she would be at school i would be in her room reading her cosmos doing the I exact same thing so that. shared queer experience me everywhere. watching bring it on being like i love this and i do not care about cheerleading at all i don't understand. she's like i love cheer it's a contact this is sport so we have to protect it we what have an to art honor <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm very happy that we read this book. I'm very happy, Allie, that you forced yes, thank manifested you. it on us because I think I we're all too. we all left to 2022 with a much lighter, nicer note. I feel like I agree. I bought so many stickers. <laughs> like I have this one that I really love on my Kindle cover. Oh, oh the Kindle! I know. 
That's cute. I know. And I have so many others. I need the Princess Leia so Han Solo um, There mural. is a sticker version of that. Okay, please send that to me. Okay. I might purchase it for real. Okay. Or get it tattooed on my body. No, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I already have. Too many, too many, have, too many. I already have the Never Tell Me the Odds. <laughs> Um, because this is our last book in 2022, I've asked the book club uh, a very exciting uh, question to make a selection as our book of the year. So we have read these books and, it, you know, we can just kind of do it off the cuff, but each of us will kind of select what out of all of the books we read this year was your book of the year. And then we will all collectively decide which one it'll be. So also knowing that, like, Obviously, like, I think both, there may have been one or book that we, not all of us have read. Um, just keep that in mind, too. But, just, you know. There was just the one. It's just the one. Okay. Uh, I think. No, each one. I, I think, think Allie had yeah. one and then yeah. you had I, one. The, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I skipped one completely because of Seuss. Got it. Yeah. Forgot about that. So let me just read the list uh, before we make our decisions. The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Black Boy <laughs> Out of Time. Invisible Child. Jurassic Park, Song of Spider-Man, We Were Dreamers, The Book Eaters, Sense and Sensibility, Carrie, Red, White, and Royal Blue. And I do want to make a quick note that what a slay for Red, White, and Blue to not only make a Jurassic Park reference, but also multiple Sense and Sensibility references. So I'm like, they I, knew. I they also texted knew. Haley when that happened. I said, this bitch is quoting Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> I know. Okay, who wants to go first? Allie, Catherine, do you have what 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 you say was your best book of the was your book of the year? I I feel like you know my answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fair. I mean, would you like to say anything further? Yes, say yeah to try and persuade both of us. Um. No, I. I can't. You like, know why? I can't. I mean, you guys know why. I mean, I I brought this book up in therapy multiple times. <laughs> I um, it made me it made me feel a lot of things. Um, my life's never going to be the same because of this book. Oh. And um, oh. you, I think uh, you know, I I'm I at the risk of sounding hyperbolic. Mm. I loved it more than anything. Oh, that's fair. That's, that's fair. amazing. Catherine, did you have a book, a title? It's it's really difficult because, like, obviously I love Jurassic Park and Carrie because that's – I was like, let's read yeah. these. Um, so it's it's hard because I love both of those. Um, of the two, I think I like Carrie more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Book Eaters was also really cool because I didn't know anything about it, and then I really liked yeah. it. So that was kind of a cool experience. And then Invisible Child was extraordinarily moving, and I think it should be required reading for anybody in any Absolutely. form of public office. So it's like it's really it's really hard because they've been and like Mariah Carey, I didn't know anything really about <laughs> Mariah Carey. I don't know. And then I was like, this is great. Like, <laughs> so I don't Mimi. know. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, yeah, me. It's hard to it's hard to choose. Um, I think because um, simultaneously while reading this, I've been working on the stand. I think I'm okay. gonna lean back on Carrie and go with go with Carrie um, as uh, you know one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite author's very first novel. So. Nice. Yeah. I am going to select Song of Spider-Man 
Um, That's a sleigh. I forgot we read that one. When you said that, I was like, I did love that book. I thought it was just, I think like, I feel like my theme this year has been very much focused on artistic whatever, like, uh, I don't know, just like, what are we doing here in the world? What do you want? What legacy are you leaving? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I think like that book did a really great job of like, this is an opportunity for the author Glenn Berger to like make history, obviously in a very crazy circumstance where he never imagined he would write the book to a Spider-Man musical with Julie Tabor and Bono, you know, like all the circumstances felt just like this can't happen, but kind of like, seeing an honest accurate and just like a personal where he reflected a lot on his own artistic whatever but also like just the state of theater commercial theater I thought was just really interesting and I I feel like that gave me a um gave me a good impression this year I feel like but I was super obsessed with all of that stuff for like two months so yeah. that, is, that is a good point and I totally forgot about it even you just listed it and I forgot about it again while listing all the books like I can't, my ADHD but I will say all. out of all of the three books that we have brought up today I think Red White and Royal Blue I was what I will be voting for we're gonna fall prey to that the last show in the season always gets the vote you know what I mean that's because mm. we are all so raw on it yeah, yeah. so I I will say my second choice would probably be invisible child yes yeah so um I I'm think just thinking I'm, about I'm gonna like give books that I've rated number five two. stars <laughs> yeah I think I would I think I would just give it to red Brian royal blue just because yeah, I came that. into it knowing expecting the rom-com did not expect a whole world building as if you know like the world building that i wanted book eaters to kind of go in depth in red white and royal blue gave me uh and like fully i kind of fully felt as like oh this is what democrats in texas are like which i mean i guess i could just go to i was gonna say it could be that they're not like that at all (laughs) read read an lbj biography your classic (laughs) texas democrat Oh yeah, famously just you know what was his, what did he call his penis? Whipping his dick out. It was like <laughs> jumbo, jumbo or something, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I could not. Shout, shout out Nora for um, that uh, tidbit. Yeah. I um I will give it to Red R- Red White and Royal Blue as well because it is not a book that I thought I would like, and then I liked it. So so that's yeah, impressive. You know, it is. That's, that's impressive. Whereas the other books, I knew I was going to like those. It, Invisible Child, I didn't. I like a nonfiction. You knew, so you knew I, you Sense know, and Sensibility had was more. just gonna. I knew she wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> I knew she she was not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I tried. I really did. I put it my uh, best effort. Amazing. But, you know, you know what? I did read it, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> so you can sleep well tonight thank you i told a friend that likes jane austen that i was reading that book and i was not having a good time (laughs) (laughs) like she was like yeah that's probably not the one i would have (laughs) picked so that's what we did we know now it was the shortest did you tell her that i did like well it was the shortest don't blame us for picking the shortest one okay i did she laugh reacted to Uh... my text well, congratulations, Red Wine Royal Boo. You have be you have been officially chosen as the Ampleverse Book Club Book of the Year. 
We'll be sending Casey oh. a beautiful tweet. <laughs> they earned it. it. They earned it. They worked so hard. Yes. Casey will get they a They were tag. at the the premiere of Some Like It Hot last night on Broadway. Oh. Because the director of that show directed, directed. Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, amazing. So, so some fun facts. Things. Hopefully, yeah, good things can come. Well, I'm very excited because now I get to share uh, what our book selection is for next month. We will be reading The Maid by Nita Rose. And this was actually one of the best uh, books of 2022. Um, according was, to Goodreads. According to Goodreads, so the people. Um, we trust Molly, the people. Yeah. Molly Gray is not like everyone else. She struggles with social skills and misreads the intentions of others. Her gran used to interpret the world for her, codifying it into simple rules that Molly could live by. Since Gran died a few months ago, 25-year-old Molly has been navigating life's complexities all by herself. No matter, she throws herself with gusto into her work as a hotel maid. Her unique character, along with her obsessive love for cleaning and proper etiquette, make her an ideal fit for the job. She delights in donning her crisp uniform each morning, stocking her cart with miniature soaps and bottles, and returning guest rooms at the Regency Grand Hotel to a state of perfection. But Molly's orderly life Life is appended by the day the day she enters the suite of the infamous and wealthy Charles Black, only to find it in a state of disarray and Mr. Black himself dead in his bed. <gasps> Before she knows what's happening, Molly's unusual demeanor has the police targeting her as the lead suspect. She quickly finds herself caught in a web of deception, one she has no idea to how to untangle. Fortunately for Molly, friends she never knew she had unite with her in a search for clues to what really happened to Mr. Black, but will they be able to find the real killer before it's too late? Now, good It was Colonel Mustard. <laughs> now, listen. Listen. If you I'll take saw, it seriously. If you watch Made in Manhattan and you're thought, needs a, needs a murder, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Speaking is of a... Speaking of a mystery, I almost was like, I think Hercule Poirot's Christmas. And then I realized that was last year. <laughs> oh, so. my God, Catherine. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I did pick this because apparently this is also getting adapted into the mov- into a movie. And Florence Pugh is like l- the top uh, prospect. I don't know if she's officially signed, but like that's what the news outlets are saying. But we bow be. at the altar of Florence Pugh. Absolutely. We I don't want to speak no. for the group, but I absolutely No, this is a Florence Pugh podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you can grab a copy of The Maid and all of the books we've read here on the Ampliverse uh, Book Club at the Ampliverse Bookshop, where if you purchase a book there, it not only helps the Ampliverse, but a local bookstore near you. So that's the bookshop.org slash shop slash the Ampliverse. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening along to the book club. You can find us and follow us on all of your social media at the Ampliverse. And we can also keep the conversation going by joining the Discord that's linked on the episode. And if you love the show and the others that we do here, feel feel free to apply uh, to tip if you want, you can do that on our Kofi that's also linked on this episode. Catherine, Allie, thank you for a great book year. I am so happy at my reading challenge on Goodreads past Flying Colors. I'm so, Same. so happy. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew Sparked forcing- Sparked by all those Agatha Christie books at the beginning. <laughs> Who knew forcing content creation uh, would, would, make, <laughs> would make for some good goals? Uh, so thank you for joining and have a happy holidays. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining our book club. We'll see you next month. Until then, read on. Bye.